Okay. All right. Yeah, the little the little uh, dashes are moving in and out as I speak. So that means we're That's good. Kit from okay. Knight Rider. <laughs> it actually does look a little bit like Kit, or except it's not like what is it red on a black background? Right. Kit kind of w- went like side to side, which is how you knew the car was sentient. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's, uh, 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 what's the word? That's visual storytelling. Yeah. It really freaked me out. I had a toaster that started doing that back and forth. That's... And I was like, oh, shit, and I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> Just visual get story- rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want this toaster getting me into, like, crime-fighting situations. Wait, not interested. I, I I feel like the back and forth, like, red lighting thing was sort of a hallmark of 1980s or maybe very early, late 1970s, like, electronic intelligence, what, you know, because the Cylons had that. Exactly. Actually, as, 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 as I mentioned, a sentient toaster, I was thinking, wait a minute, this is pretty Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Sounds very Battlestar Galactica. But then you have the added context of the much more kind of serious remake. That was really... Which is... Yeah. I was incredibly ex- I still actually still haven't watched that series all the way through, which is hilarious, because I was incredibly excited when they did it <laughs> 12 years ago. It petered out, is the thing. Like, the first few seasons were pretty, like, significant, uh, interesting, you know, allegories for the sort of political environment that was happening. <laughs> and, and then it petered yeah. out. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Honest Battlestar Galactica program. <laughs> <laughs> where we're going to talk about uh, Battlestar Galactica and other fine science fiction television shows. And I can't help but notice that Francis is quiet for this conversation after <laughs> just a few minutes ago. We were talking about, like, oh, well, Greg and I were, like, AV nerds and <clears throat> shortly after college. There's a lot I'm a nerd about, and <laughs> only some things like, not I me, not, not into Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> there, there, no, I, I will never deny being a nerd, but there's just some things I did not nerd into. Which is good, because it seems to me that the essence of nerdism is, like, following your heart and not following some canon. Yeah. Interesting exactly. hypothesis. Uh, <laughs> maybe we should do some kind of critical analysis of that at a later point. <laughs> For the time being, this is, this is in fact, the Honest Bicycle Program, where uh, our primary uh, nerdical outlet is bicycles. And riding them uh so i think we're gonna talk about that so i i suppose we should introduce ourselves as well i'm greg i'm out here in uh boston massachusetts i'm francis i am in sunny west hampton and i'm matteo and francis you can't fool me it's not sunny there it's after dusk yeah it was sunny at one point today though so i mean that (laughs) was a true statement today it was not it was not sunny in boston today it was dreary, uh, but oh well. <laughs> the listeners, the listeners care not for such things, such weathers. Uh, especially because the weather, when they are listening to this, might be entirely different. Hey, I think fig- so. I figure if our listeners had something better to do, they wouldn't have downloaded the podcast in the first place. <laughs> or they do have something better to do, and they're multitasking. Go, multitasking. listeners, we're yeah. glad you joined <laughs> yep. us. <laughs> It's, that's what podcasts are for. Crap, I just sounded super ungrateful to our listeners. <laughs> Why the hell are you listening to us, you losers? <laughs> they, they, they know, yeah, well, they know that you're just uh, a very ironic, you know, hipster millennial 
kind of guy, so <laughs> so I think it's uh, I think it's fine. We're we're absolutely we're definitely like the hipster millennial bike podcast. <laughs> Crap, <think>. really? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Our and logo is the, a mustache. Most, most of the people doing this are like in their I don't know forties or whatever. That's a good point. So. Yeah, we're the we're the young guns. They're all like, "Hey, remember so, the radio?" And we're like, "Sort of, sort of, <laughs> yeah." Uh, yeah. People are like, oh, "Remember, uh, boy, I'd rather be listening to Terry Gross than these idiots." But <laughs> oh well, <laughs> the, Terry Gross is a nerd too, guys. Come on, yeah. No, all right, being a nerd is cool. It is cool. Welcome to 2016. Yep. yep. Uh, man, oh, 2016. So, all right. Anyway, uh, speaking of 2016, any I don't know any current current events that uh, we should remark in the world of bicycling. I mean, there's many current events that are current and recent that uh, we're just gonna skip on over for the time being. But bikes, any current events that we should we should uh, be aware of there. Yeah, did you guys watch some cyclocross this weekend? <laughs> I so didn't. <laughs> I didn't either. I tried to race some cyclocross, but I didn't watch it. Did you watch cyclocross, Matthew? <laughs> I caught a little bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I figure maybe sh- I figure it's it's fairly significant news that Stephen Hyde got tenth place at uh, the cross race at Francochamp. He did what? Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. Would you happen to have like the rest of that top ten in your brain noggin available um, for you? Yeah. Does that does googling real quick count? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what fine. you just don't I'm carry around random lists of top tens in your brain to spew out at the uh, at the common man. Brain, no, I mean, pocket, this, yes. <laughs> this seemed this seemed like something relevant for which to have done some background, some two minutes of background beforehand. <laughs> so it was. I, so never mind. Go figure. Like these two guys finished first and second. Their names are Wout Van Art and Matthew Vanderpool. Oh my God, who oh, are yeah, those right. guys? And then it was Tuna Arts, who's the European champion and who's been a pretty reliable top five kind of guy. It's uh-huh, Kevin uh-huh. Powell's in fourth place. Powell's usually finishes fourth place now. He had a, he had a couple of years where he won a lot of bike races. They haven't really been the most recent of years. And then uh, Lawrence Swig, Tom Mewson, uh, Jens Adams, Philip Walslaben, Klaus Vanternout, and Stephen Hyde. Stephen Hyde, 10 seconds behind Klaus Vanternout. Recall that Klaus Vanternout, a few years ago, was racing Sven Nice for the world championship in Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Stephen Hyde beat Tice Van Amerongen, David Vanderpool, Julian Taramaka, um, Dieter Swig, you know, like a bunch of friggin' ballers. That's pretty Friggin sweet. Ballers. Yeah. Ballers. So, okay, we haven't seen this race real. I haven't anyway, but I want to see it. So if anyone has a link to a replay, this is something that was just being discussed on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I would like to see it because, holy crap, how did that happen? That's amazing. Oh, and Spa is a bonkers course, too. It's one of those courses where it's like, it's an exciting individual time trial there are a bunch of like weird corners and i was having a conversation with a friend about what it what it means for um for a course to be technical and she had a really great point that it was about like turns that make you like change your speed really dramatically or or features that make you change your speed really dramatically and that and that made me think of spa francorchamps because like yeah there are all these like 
twisting, short, looping little ups and downs that it just seems like it's a race that requires constant attention. And and also um, some of the most brutal run-ups and climbs that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That course is so legit. It's horrific. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. And it, the last time I watched it, which was a couple years ago, it was a, a mud fest as well. I don't know if that was the case this year. But all right, so that's that current event. So congratulations. It's just it's just dope when Americans like kind of have have that ride, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. It, well, it's the kind of thing I, I think you know. Um, Hyde was saying on Twitter that he was excited about the race. It was his first Euro race a couple or three years ago, um, and I, you know, he's probably eh, he's like one of the most technically gifted um, riders or skilled, maybe not gifted. I don't know, but he's one of the technically most solid riders uh, in the U.S. Yeah, he's. I mean, that's so, that's definitely um, that's his strong point. I think is that he's you know technically you know one of the best riders in the country. And, and you would know the best because I assume that you've like played bikes with him. I have played bikes with him, and yeah, he is damn good at bikes, for sure. He puts yeah. in the work too. I mean, you know, he keeps yeah. his skills well honed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, you gotta have the watts right, and you also need to be able to put those watts down on the ground uh, instead of kind of spinning them in the yep, air. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, so that's that's <laughs> both. Yeah. Pro tip: uh, have watts. And use them effectively. There, I've just explained bike racing. There you go. Done. <laughs> it's 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 real easy, as it turns out. Uh, you wouldn't know it based on how it tends to go for me, especially this year. But uh, no, bike racing easy. <laughs> All this time we thought it was hard. So let's let's pivot to that because um yeah in in your uh. Run of bad luck. You're just going to file 2016 into this whole big old like bad luck file. Um, <laughs> but you also had an interesting oh. interesting situation happen uh, about a week ago. Oh my god! Yeah, it was about a week ago. Uh, you, I mean, <laughs> and you didn't really say a whole bunch on Facebook. But I think Francis and I are on the edge of our seats for the story here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I should there. There's actually a prologue even yes. like the weekend before. So two weeks before. So two weeks before I was like, all right, it's it's time to like I'm ready. Like I was kind of finally feeling just after a whole fall of not of feeling out of sorts and, and whatever and being kind of like, oh crap, I suck. <laughs> and I'm slow and I'm sad. I was like, Alright, time to start like doing my base training and like getting some big miles in or whatever. So like I'm like on that weekend I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go out and do like a three hour ride on Saturday, a three hour ride on Sunday and um long story short, I'm out on Saturday, I'm like an hour and a bit in and I just like have a stupid, stupid crash where there's like a random rock in the middle of the road and I wasn't paid attention and hit it and my my hands come off the bars and I just like eat pavement. Uh, so, <laughs> so that was like the the prologue. And that's fine except that on the way down and I got some road rash um, but nothing too serious because I was going pretty slow. But I bang like the top of my knee on the bar end mm. uh, which hurts. And after a little while I couldn't pedal my bike anymore and I like had to call <laughs> for a ride home. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was in pain. And so having done that, I, I then couldn't really pedal my bike for like three days. 
um, because my knee here. And it wasn't like it wasn't an actual serious injury, but it was like, oh, I just lost this whole weekend that I was really excited about in like most 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 of the week. And then the next weekend, it's like, all right, I've got this cross race on Saturday. I don't expect to do well. I'm just gonna go have fun, whatever, you know. Especially because I'm so slow. And indeed, I was slow. But then we were we were you know heading on to like the third lap, and there's this little bit. Well, in the second lap, early in the lap, you kind of make a right turn. You go down through some little. Um, woodsy bit and you try and like dodge a tree stump and then there's like a little bit of a jump and you're out onto some grass again and on the second lap I, I messed up this jump I got a little too excited uh, and kind of popped up in the air more than I wanted and I was like uh, and came down on the front wheel and uh, saved it enough that I like slid out instead of uh, having something more serious happen but I was like whoa I better dial it back <laughs> for the next time around and the next That's time around foreshadowing I, kids <laughs> that's what we call foreshadowing and the next lap i came back around i'm like oh, i'm totally dialing this back um but i was also like trying to stay on this dude's wheel who had passed me um because i was like must get sweet sweet drafting um and i took a slightly more rightward it was a right turn that this um jump was on part of the problem with it was that you went over this and then you're like headed into the tape so i'm like i'm gonna go more right on this so i just like right down into my lane and the jump was kind of bigger on that side and i got popped really high into the air and i said oh no <laughs> i came down on the front wheel it was like uh, uh, and then i went over the bars and um kind of bent in half like uh i don't know i i basically went i, I was like a library book in the children's section it was just brutal uh and the, the the long story is that i hurt my hip so bad and my lower back too but that was sort of academic my, <laughs> my hip hurt so bad that i actually could not walk the next oh that's without, brutal without excruciating pain Jeez, dude. Uh, and uh, you were covered in pudding? i was and i was covered in pudding and i was i was legitimately somewhat afraid that i might have like cracked my hip or something so that was fun so that yeah. that sounds uh, like all like right there is the reason why i think people are afraid of like getting air that first time if they're over 24 years <laughs> old because mm-hmm. like you do it wrong a little bit and then all of a sudden you're you're up the creek without a paddle a lot of people apparently had uh, crashed or nearly crashed on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was just the worst off of it because I just landed badly. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really, I just really crumpled, like folded in half with all the weight of my body behind it. And I think, I don't think my hip hit the ground. I think my back hit the ground, but my leg kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I was probably flailing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and yeah, and it went from there. And so I haven't been able to ride my bike all week. Luckily, I can walk now, not very well. I'm still I'm still hobbling around, but uh, I didn't break anything. I'm gonna be okay. I'm hoping that by the end of the week I can ride my bike again. But yeah, it's like oh man, and like everyone is, <laughs> and yeah, there may be some people who are close to me who are getting on my case a little bit <laughs> about this bike racing thing. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like this was kind of a freak thing. Like I've crashed like that before. But I do have to stop falling off my bike. But that's what's happened with me. It's been really unpleasant. Um, this year, uh, I just, oh, I I'm so done. I'm so done with it. 
It's been a bad, You've had, like, bad bike year. Broken gear, broken bikes, broken wheels, terrible like tubular flatting luck, freak mechanicals, crazy body stuff and like injuries and it's just been Yeah. It's been bad. Yeah. <laughs> it seems it seems like it's like, I don't know, it's not just luck. You get in a rut and it's like you're doing something wrong and you don't even know what you're doing wrong. But you're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's rough. So anyway, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to dwell on that too much, but uh, be careful out there, kids. Oh, and, and, and yeah, pro tip, don't injure your hip uh, because you can't move, as it turns out. Yeah, that thing, is, that, that thing is pretty central. It's pretty much connected to everything else in your entire body. That, that's what the song said. The hip bone's connected to everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's uh, <laughs> accurate, <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> Uh, all right. What else? What else is going on? Oh, your two minute bike. You you did. Uh, did you have a two minute bike race, Francis? I did. Unfortunately, yeah. I uh, I went down to uh, Warwick, Rhode Island, to do the last uh, UCI race of the New England area for the season, NBX, this Saturday, and uh, mm-hmm. it's about a two hour drive for me. So not too bad as far as UCI races go. Um, so, you know, get there, you know, the typical three hours beforehand, do all the prep, <laughs> um, do all the pre-riding, uh-huh, yeah. et cetera, warm up, get on the course. And I made it to the first pit, which is about two minutes in where there was a tight corner and there was a jam up and I had to put my foot down, um, due to the person in front of me putting their foot down and the person behind me smashed into my back wheel. And due to me having very old, uh, panties shorty ultimates in particular um my brakes popped open and uh due to my bike bicycle neglect um i have not been taking good care of these brakes and so every time they open this little uh cylindrical piece that holds my brakes together falls off so of course in race situation uh this piece uh kind of catapulted off into the distance somewhere and i got around uh, to the pit and pulled my brakes and I was like crap and I looked down and I immediately knew it was wrong once I saw I was like and the piece is gone so I stopped and people were like go to the pit go to the pit and I was like not a prepared bike racer I don't have a pit bike this year <laughs> and I got in there and they're like we'll fix your bike and I was like no you can't and so of course they got around it <laughs> nope. and they're like oh no no we can't and they were like, oh, we'll help you find the piece. So a bunch of people in the UCI pit are, like, oh, walking no. around with me around the course trying to find this, like, it's a red anodized piece. So it's, like, it's bright. And, nope, it's gone. And by this point, I'm, like, you know, two and a half minutes down searching for a piece of my brake. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess that's my bike race. Um, in retrospect, a couple of people are like, why don't you just ride with just your front brake? Well, I could have. But at the time, that didn't really occur to me. And all the time spent attempting to find that piece of my break kind of put a damper in my spirits. <laughs> that'll, that'll take a little yeah. bit out of you. Yeah. So, so wait, I'm I'm th- I'm trying to. I've read also. I've, I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out what what part of the break goes flying off because the red cylindrical pieces that I can think of on Shorty Ultimates have the straddle cable running through them. They do, but the way this works is that so the straddle cable um, has a little piece that hooks on to this red cylindrical bit, and the red cylindrical bit, in the best design of the century, is held onto the uh, brakes, um, brake arms uh, themselves by these little O-rings. 
And mm-hmm. on this particular set of brakes, O-rings, O-rings have long since disintegrated. So basically, uh-huh. it just like oh, no. shoots off like a little cannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So it's basically the the brakes being together holds the piece in perfectly fine, but as soon <laughs> as basically they they popped out the um straddle cable and that just caused it to like rocket off into the distance. Uh, brakes wear out. I mean, it's uh, I accept oh. that this is entirely my own fault for not taking care of my equipment. Um but it's frustrating. Yeah, no, it's it's frustrating. But I mean, I could have kept my brakes in good working condition, and I consciously made the decision this season not to have a pit bike because I wasn't racing as seriously, and I didn't feel like dumping money and buying another bike. So you know, I accept the consequences of my actions. But it was definitely a sad <laughs> drive home. That is sad. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a bummer. That, man, that seems like a strange design. I I've had problems with my brakes, but that isn't usually. I actually, I've also I really like the shorty ultimates Mm -hmm. um, because to work on, um, I've had canties that are much more frustrating to work on in terms of you know the way they have things positioned and you know where you can fit your Allen wrenches in. Um, So that's really Mm -hmm. I I really like those brakes. I actually bought a second set when I was really running canties hardcore, um, which I sold to a coworker recently, and I'm now lamenting because I have no backup pieces. Oh no! no. Um, But. but yeah, that's that's really the only the only fatal flaw is those damn O-ring. I really like Shorty Ultimates too. I've got I have two bikes with candies, and one has Shorty Ultimates, and one has TRP Revoxes. Because I I sort of I decided at some point that life was too short for bad candies. Yeah, you don't you don't want to have bad candies. <laughs> and, and yeah, I have bad candies on my pit bike, and they yeah don't they just work. they just stop working. Yeah. It's the can't but stop, after, won't stop after situation. a while of having both, I realized that I like the shorty ultimates better than the TRPs. Yeah, no, they're they're an excellent wow. break. I mean, they work well, they stop really well. This is really the only time that they have epically failed me. Yeah, I actually had breaks, and I forgot to mention this when um, uh, when I was out there last month. But I actually my current breaks on my cross bike I bought from Ellen Noble like three years ago at um, a bike swap. <laughs> they're pretty clapped out now <laughs> i've really ridden them into the ground but brakes yeah they they wear out yep yep so yeah uh, good story greg <laughs> uh brakes <laughs> they uh wear out. <laughs> they're they're famous they're they're famous brakes heard it here from greg folks they're famous brakes i'm amused i i the, one of the things i'm chuckling to about this story is that so like francis it sucks at you you know, drive two hours and, and get ready for a whole bunch of time and then only have two minutes of bike racing. Um, that sucked. But I, I also hear, like, oh, two-minute-long bike race as a trackie. That's, like, kind of normal. Like, there are plenty of races <laughs> yeah. that last two minutes or less. Sure. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that I've known people who've, like, taken international flights to do, like, less than two minutes worth of bike racing over the course of a weekend. Well, the problem here is is the, the expectation. Because, I mean, if yeah. I had gone to this race expecting a two-minute effort and you know that had been my because you know part of bike racing for us non-professionals is that you know you go out there and you do your hard effort and you work super hard and afterward you feel good you know you get that like ah yes it's over i just did this super hard effort i feel really accomplished for the day and you know if if my goal had been to do a two-minute race then I'd get that feeling, but because my goal was to do a forty-five minute cross race, um, I was yeah. not. I did not get the mental gratification that I was expecting. No, 
Yeah. I was uh, robbed of it. I was robbed of my endorphins. <laughs> Actually, you know, I just for, I just remembered one other aspect of my little hip experience, which is that I ca- I caught a ride to the race with noted bicycle racer Adam Myerson. Uh <laughs> and so afterwards I'm sitting in the Cycle Smart van uh in agony while noted bicycle racer Adam Myerson goes to the pit and like collects my wheels for me. because you're just like god damn it I like, i was like i'm so ashamed <laughs> anyway sorry yeah i <laughs> that was really nice of him uh, <laughs> it was nice no it was great he was he was really great <laughs> that was definitely nice of him for sure it was yeah, it was cool. That I, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was cool hanging out with him. I mean, that's also uh, that's like what you do when you travel to a race with somebody and they crash. Yeah, but but it's yeah, it's nice course. that like like you know he's this like you know pro with a really significant history and he's he's like he's there being the pal doing the like ordinary guy thing, ordinary person yeah, thing. Well, I think that that's a great thing about yeah. you know the bike racing community is that you know we all rally around each other when. You know, stuff like that happens. I mean, I think I've told the story of my Exeter crash where I cannonballed across the finish line oh, on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. But the aftermath of that mm-hmm. is that because uh, someone landed on my ankle and I couldn't walk, my teammate uh, carried me as though we were going to the honeymoon honeymoon chamber back to my car, <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> um, thank you, Kristen. Um, yeah. I have a picture of that. It's hilarious. Well, and a bunch of people went down and, and looked for a tiny little piece of your brake. Oh, no, no. I'm talking... Like, I'm, in... Oh, the- yeah. And, and on... Well... In that situation, yeah, people looked for my brake for me, and, like, when I crashed, you know, someone drove me home, and it's like, yeah, it's like people, you know, they rally. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it, 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 is, it is a nice thing. People... And you know, I don't know. I don't know if I expect people to be jerks or something like that. But uh, it's nice to know people have people have your back. Oh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know anything. Uh, uh, anything going on with you, Mario? Yeah. So my big piece of news. My uh, uh, I didn't have a two minute bike race, but uh, a chunk of we- chunk of weeks ago, I did race a cyclocross race that convinced me to downgrade. What to Cat Three? In wow. Cyclocross. Oh my goodness! And there's like, wait, wait, yeah. What's what's your what's your question? Bring it, lay well, it on was, me, I, lay it on me, man. Well, I can take it. What I would, <laughs> I'm just wondering what, what what transpired specifically in that race to convince you. I mean, like, I have more questions, I guess. But yeah, what, what kind of what what went down? You know how you have like situations where you are looking for something that you can consider a mechanical, so that you can stop whatever you're doing. <laughs> just yeah. let some air out of your tires whoops <laughs> oh, crap <laughs> yeah exactly oh um <laughs> yeah so I, I raced like you know the the only cross race i was gonna do this season and um it went it went okay at first like i got out of the whole shot i slotted in top 10 um oh nice and then i only let two people pass me on the first lap but there were only 12 starters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And it was hard. It was, a, it was a course that had a lot of like little 180s where there's not a lot of speed you can carry through them. Um, and it had like a pretty solid like set of, of uphill stretches. And so it was just, the, you know, the, the kind of race that requires a lot 
if you're good. And if you're not, mm-hmm. if it's like your off season or if you've just started training, then it just or if you're not not really a cyclocross racer, then it's just like misery, right? So like 35 or 40 minutes into it, I was like, okay, like I fell down, my handlebars are kind of sideways, I twisted them back, and now they're sideways in the other direction. And that's just that's that's it. That's enough. I had enough. Because mm. it's not. I mean, it's not that much fun riding a cyclocross course on your own. Yeah, unless you're like winning. in front of a, yeah, <laughs> unless you're in front of other people. But I was thinking, you know, I was thinking during this race, I was like, you know, I, as our listeners will know, I race track bikes, and sometimes in a Madison, if you're really outgunned. Uh, it it just makes more sense to go down a lap on the fastest teams than to blow up trying to hold their wheel when they make their move and then go down a lap on on all the other like medium teams, right? Mm-hmm. So you can you tactically lose a lap in order to limit your losses. In cyclocross, you can't really tactically lose a lap. It takes a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't... And it doesn't really have quite the same effect. No, there's there's really no tactical lap losing there. <laughs> so I <laughs> no, I reflected no. on this race and I was like, you know, I was thinking I, I do want to race cross for fun, but I can't do that as a cat too. I do want to yeah. like, like race to the best of my abilities and have it be, you know, the best of my abilities in October. Um... And have it be a good time. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna dislike cross just because I can't prepare for it, you know? Yeah, that makes yep. sense. And I've it's, and I've it's... and I've found myself over the past few years like liking cross less because like, you know, I can't really train for it and so I try and race at this, you know, like I, I achieved an upgrade because I because I was preparing for it and because I was like racing full seasons and racing my heart out and doing pretty well. Um, and then I switched my focus and it just got really, really different. But like, I figure as a three, it's like, it's like setting good boundaries with my relate in my relationship with cyclocross, you know, Mm. I can race as a cat three, maybe like some bigger fields, a little bit greater variation in skill. I can just be somewhere mid pack and that's fine. That's fine. Totally. I think that we've we've discussed before. I mean, it applies to any discipline, really. But you know how hard it is to race cyclocross at a high level. I mean, it's it and that, like I said, that's true of the road. That's true of the track. Like any any specialized discipline. Like once you get out of Cat Three, it's no joke. Yeah, I mean, people. Yeah. I think have some people yeah. have this illusion of like, well, it's forty five minutes of racing. How hard can it be? <laughs> I totally and I totally had that illusion when like when I started racing cyclocross I, I had this this notion that I was uh, a little bit more fearless than other people and so would just be better at riding a bike with you know relatively skinny tires not on a road and then and that was like the Dunning Kruger effect, like prime time. And then I realized that like no, people who race cyclocross are good at it and I'm not. <laughs> and it took like practice for me to get competent. Yeah, and I have to say like this season having like I mean I would I'm you know, even 
Yeah, I'm slower than I was and was all season slower than I was last year as a Cat 3, which is a bad, you know, that's not a way to succeed. But, you know, it really is um, a wake-up call when you move up that category. And if you're not razor sharp and totally focused, and I was not, because uh, I just was not mentally prepared, I wasn't physically prepared, I was just kind of a mess. Um, and yeah, you end up asking yourself some questions uh, about about whether you can really hack it. It's... Um, yeah, it's 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 just really difficult. Like you really need to have a complete um, focus on what you're doing, and that and that's like I could, I'm not you know I'm not planning to downgrade in cyclocross, right? Because I still feel like I have some ability. <laughs> you know, I could I can get back up there and be better um, than I was this year. But um, you know, I could drop. You know, if I were to hypothetically drop down to cat three, like I would still be uh, probably a you know pretty far up there in those fields like you know it it really is a pretty tremendous jump to you know go from a i don't know i wouldn't probably this year have been like a top five guy like i was last year um in the threes but 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 none uh, i mean you know if i were a three this year but you know top 20 yeah um most of the time probably outside of the big races so, and that's just like when you can be there and then you go to the elite races and you're like back third. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, bruising. Yeah. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. I think, I think that, um, discrepancy you're talking about, Greg, is even more apparent in the women's field. Because one thing I've noticed is that, mm-hmm. uh, when you watch the Cat 3 women upgrade, Cat 3 women who are smashing the Cat 3 race, um, who are winning that race decisively move up into the UCI elites and are just getting their faces smashed in. Yeah. Like, there, there's no, like, oh, you know, if you're winning the threes, like, you know, you go into the elites and, you know, you're not going to be, you know, winning the race, but, you know, you'll be competitive. It's like, no, you're just going to get crushed. You have to adapt. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So I, I don't, I, I think that, honestly... Um, it's so easy to let your ego dictate, you know, what you're doing and be like, I, you know, I earned this cat too. And by golly, I'm going to keep my cat too. But it's tough. It's tough because I did, you know, I earned the two and I liked having yeah. the two on my license. It's, uh, it's, it's a point of pride. It's good. Absolutely. It's a point of pride. I earned, I earned that two in cross. I earned that two on the road and I earned that one on the track and like, the business feels good. I don't really, you know, I don't consider myself like an abnormally gifted person. You know, like it took me like three seasons to get all of the upgrade points for like each of those, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I like, yeah. s- like scrimped and worked and never, you know, there's some people who like fly up through the You category. were a three on the road for a long time. Long ass time. I was, I was like getting, getting every last little point to get to 25 or whatever. Not as, not as long as me. I got, I got a lot of like (laughs) fifth places, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's hard work. It's hard. And you know, there are, there are the guys who, um, (laughs) I totally get this, who go and they get their cat too and they quit. (laughs) (laughs) Cause they're like, did it. (laughs) Done. Yeah. That's a thing. I totally, I totally get that. As someone who really wants to get that cat two on the road, and just like isn't putting it together, like I get it. 
But also, like, like I, I assume that you race one, two, three crits, Greg. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have. Yeah. I, I don't you I don't. Mm. I, I'm a shameless uh, point hunter. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's a three, four, or a three race available, I will race that. Like, you know, I go into I go into one, two, three races knowing what I'm getting myself into. Mm-hmm. I love doing them, though. I should say. Yeah. Um, it is super fun, but um. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I did a crit, we did our crit last summer that we put on. Gosh, we never talked about that. Maybe we'll talk about it at some point. Um, and because it was in Greenfield and because, uh, we are an unstoppable hype machine, we were able to get, uh, guys like, uh, Ben Frederick and, uh, Stephen Hyde show up for the elite race. (laughs) Guys of that caliber. That's pretty sweet. Uh, And I... (laughs) <laughs> and I sat in that one, two, three crit uh, on promoter legs, uh, promoters, promoter legs, and pizza legs. <laughs> Every type of leg. So, so uh, promoter legs being fatigued, and pizza legs giving you an unnatural strength of pizza. Well, more like exactly. an unnatural uh, strength of stomach <laughs> and breath. <laughs> yeah, pizza strength. Uh, and uh, boy, pizza what? strength. Oh, pizza strength. Pizza strength. <laughs> yeah. that sounds like feats of strength. And, but pizza it is it was a feat of strength and it's you know and just like any other one two three crit i've done it was really different from racing a cat three crit really different Mm -hmm. you know it's it's one thing to be like it really blows my mind you know it's one thing to be in the three in three four crits and being like man like why can't i figure this out like I'm in here and I'm fine. I feel good and I can't put it together. And then to do the one, two, three crits and be like, I don't, how does anyone go this fast for this long? (laughs) And then do it again. It just doesn't make any sense. It's incomprehensible. Like I can't, I, you know, there's a difference between like, at least I can visualize myself like winning a cat three crit. Like, yeah, okay. I can picture that. (laughs) But when you're at the higher level and like, you know, now in cyclocross is a cat two. Just the level of commitment it takes to to even be like in the same neighborhood as as I don't know like actual fast people. Oh man, it's crazy. Yep, it's crazy. And then you st- then you and then you have like a little bit of a an off season and you lose a little bit of fitness and you're like what like nowhere. Yeah, it's a pretty razor thin margin. Hey, it's Greg breaking in to tell you that this week we are once again sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ is a way for you to save money on life insurance. Now, life insurance, right, it, uh, it's a pretty big deal. It doesn't sound all that exciting. It maybe even feels a little morbid, but uh, hey, you know, you've got possibly a family, um, loved ones. You want to take care of them in the case the worst happens. Hopefully it won't, right? But it can happen. Um, and that's why you should have life insurance. Well, fortunately... Uh, those of you who listen are probably involved in cycling or other uh, active lifestyle kind of activities on a regular basis. And there's data that shows that uh, people in these demographics do tend to live longer, have lower risk of death from uh, disease, uh, heart disease, cancer, um, lower risk of early death. So that means that you can get a lower rate for your life insurance with Health IQ. Uh, it also means that you're less likely to check out early. So that's that's cool as well. All right, so what you should do uh, to find out more is head on over to healthiq.com slash honestbicycle 
Right, that URL, just tell them that you came from us. Let them know uh, that their advertising is working. So check it out. You can get a special rate on life insurance for you as a cyclist or, or if you're health conscious in, in other ways. And uh, I think that's worth looking into. So once again, healthiq.com slash bicycle and go check it out. Thanks to Health IQ. I don't know, Francis. How is this? How is this like? With how does this jive with your experience doing women's racing? Where like so often, as soon as you upgrade out of the fours, then you're racing with the ones. Yeah, I mean that that's like you know a whole other can of worms to jump into there, um, in terms of like scaring off new racers. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's also totally different going from like. Uh, a one, two, three race locally to like an NRC race. Cause those are mm-hmm. two completely different beasts. And I mean, there, there are definitely like, if you go from a four in the one, two, three race, or even a lot of the threes in the one, two, three race locally have trouble. Um, and you do until you kind of learn how to, you know, crit tactics, you learn how to surf, you learn how to conserve energy, you learn when to use your matches. Um, but you know, if, if you're a good crit rider, you can, you can hang with, you know, um, you know, decent fitness, but you don't have to be like um, Hulk fitness. And then you get into the NRC races, and you're dropped in lap one mm-hmm. because you get through lap one, and like you miss your pedal when you clip in, and you're like, "Oh, so they just sprinted the entire way around that lap, did they?" Okay, yeah. And then I've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard it's like it's that. like it's crazy because like you get to you know say there's like a little crest of a hill in um, I did Athens Twilight a bunch of years ago when I did Speed Week and it starts off and it's just totally bonkers and the first quarter of the race is you're like I'm bleeding from my eyeballs and I'm going to die at any second and then if you make it through the first quarter you're like okay 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 I'm I'm I'm, I'm there's like two seconds in this lap where I can like recover a tiny little bit. And then, like, you hit that recovery, and you're like, oh, God. And then you hit the corners, and you're like, ah, fuck. How am I going backwards again? And then you hit the finishing straight. You're like, no, we're sprinting for the entire straight. And then you turn the corner, (laughs) and you're like, how is there a hill now? And then you get back to your little recovery spot, and you're just like, oh, I'm back where I started. And it's just like, yeah, if if you're not, um, I I guess it's kind of the same thing I described with learning how to race the local one two threes is that if you're not on it and you're not super aggressive and you're not always moving forward you're moving backwards and you're getting your face smashed mm-hmm. in so i mean with crits though yeah. you know if you're very very good at criterium riding you use a lot less energy than um you know your less good counterparts which i guess is also true of cross you know if you're a very good technical rider then you can save a lot of energy where someone who's not so good is putting out watts to get through the same sort of sections well, that was that's actually that's a huge deal because that when I was you know when I was in a three and and podiuming races and and regularly like top ten top five in races, uh, uh, it was largely on the strength of being technically better than most of um, people I was racing against. And the problem is then you go to you go to the elite race and like everyone's that good or close to it technically, right. and you're just back to square one. Yep, exactly. It's like you go right back to where you started and you have to it's like learning how to bike race all over again yeah like, i thought i was good at this yep and then you realize or it was there's really, a lot of people who are also really good at it. Mm-hmm. it it was yeah it was it was actually seriously eye-opening um the first one two three races i did when i when i got my three upgrade 
um, to really, you know, it, it's 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 just a different it's a different kind of racing. You know, when you've got a lot of one twos uh, in the race, it, it doesn't go the same way. It doesn't work the same way. And and you think, um, well, I really feel like the dynamics are different. People will be like, well, you know, in a crit, you can hang out and surf wheels, and you don't need to use that much energy, and fitness isn't that important. Um, and then you enter a one two three crit, and it's like, no, fitness is really <laughs> important. Right. It's like there there's less room to fudge it in terms of you know, um, people who don't know what they're doing. It's like everyone knows what they're doing and they're super strong. I also yeah. the way the way that like my experience here's here's your your the point that you two just made is like when I was learning about bike racing and when I was like kinda coming up as a bike racer in New York City, you know, I, I like read things about how to choose the right moment to attack. Um and, you know, I would race these, like, park races where people are, like, kind of riding around a tempo, and some people would, you know, choose to attack, and they'd try, and they'd, they'd, they'd get themselves a little gap and see how long they could hold it, and eventually they would just kind of come come slinking back, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I upgraded to a three, and then, basically, I, I moved to Minnesota. And racing the, like, the one, two, three training crits, it was... It was like a few years before I was able to attack again because there was no there was no choosing when to attack. Like everyone was going really fast all the time. Yeah. Just And so like like every season it was like you know, a little while of suffering and thinking I was going to get dropped and then it was like finally being able to move up and then it was finally being able to like get to the front even before it was like, okay, if I like magically am at the front at the right moment when the field eases, I can try and fling myself off the front and see what happens. <laughs> but like, there, there was no, there was no choosing about it. Like everyone was just going really fast, and and I've had all these races where I like I look down, it's like we're just constantly like pegged at you know some god awful speed, and I'm thinking like, who's at the front doing this, and why? Like, what is <laughs> happening up there? <laughs> yeah what what is the point Ooh, of this what chill out <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's uh that's why bike racing gets really hard yeah everyone so you know i don't know it's man it, i i think that uh, i you know i respect i respect going and downgrading matteo because i don't think that's um an easy thing to do it was not i mean obviously i've well I've like kvetched about the decision for like several years. I really I should have done it years ago. Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. like two years ago, maybe even three. I don't know. Because basically, like as soon as I like I upgraded it to a two, and then the next season I raced maybe half a dozen races, and the season after that it was like maybe two or three. You know, just not not much. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so so consider that. I don't know. It's uh, boy. Maybe maybe we maybe this is a topic to come back to sometime because I I think that question of um, sticking with it and when do you, how long do you stick with it and when when can you not deal with it anymore? Yeah. And, well, so that's and, also and dial it back is like that's a that's a good topic because I think it would be a really different conversation if it was my primary discipline. 
even or if, mm-hmm. even if it were my secondary discipline, but it's my tertiary discipline. Like I race track and I race road to complement track, and I race a little bit across in order to do something in the fall. Um, and I think that's like that's a big that's a big part of the like. Here's why I downgraded. It would be yeah, it would be a really different conversation if it was like either my primary or my secondary discipline. Right. I still need to decide what primary versus secondary is. <laughs> you put a. You're you're a pretty good cross racer, Greg. I've tried to follow your wheel on warm up laps. <laughs> I was all right last year. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, you can. Turn- Twenty seventeen is a new year. You can turn good. Yeah, every, every, everyone can turn good. Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend my entire. I'm planning to like. Once I'm healed up, I just want to get on my cross bike and spend like all winter riding in the woods, mm-hmm. and then like much of the summer riding in the woods, and just like, all right, I'm gonna hop over that log, damn it, and then like, <laughs> damn <do> it. it. <laughs> I need, I need, uh, I need how to deal with your bike when it's not in contact with the ground lessons. <laughs> That's what I need. Uh, I don't know. Any further comments, Francis? Nope. Think I'm. We've been jibber jabbering. Think I'm tapped out. <laughs> tapped out. Oh man, that's uh, just emotionally exhausted after two minutes of bike racing and two minutes of uh, break part <laughs> searching. Exactly. You you guys is uh, are you guys bikes uh, functioning? How's that? How's that I mean, going? I think I think <laughs> we've covered mine. Way? <laughs> so no, uh, <laughs> Matteo, is everything everything still still working? I think so. Yeah, I have a little bit of I got a little bit of bike work to do on 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 one of my bikes, but we're okay. uh, keeping keeping framing wheels together. That's good. I, I I always have something to do. I just it's you know. It, it's another one of those things that is kind of a little exhausting sometimes is uh, keeping everything working and it really matters but it takes it takes mental energy which you know i i identify with like not keeping the bike in working order francis <laughs> or at least uh. not not fully operational order because i'm like oh but i already spent a million dollars and i'm tired and I think it's I just want to drink beer and watch TV. Yep, I think that's exactly easy. it. <laughs> I just want to drink beer and watch TV. Well, uh. hell yeah to that. But I think it's it's easy to to like let one of your bikes kind of go to seed when you have several cuz like something happens and you're like, "Oh, I can deal with it. I don't use this bike too much." Yeah, I've, I have you know one it, cross like, bike. Oh man, like I spent like 4 months and this bike still needs a thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's a thing. I have, uh, I always go back and forth on the bike thing because, like, I finally, you know, I'm finally living the dream. I've got like three operational bikes right now, which I know is not that impressive, but it seems like I, I often previously, especially when I, you know, I mean, I haven't always had the storage space, but there were various points where I had more bikes, and I, I found that once I got beyond two. Uh, it got really difficult to keep up with, <laughs> and I often wouldn't ride one so much. Uh, yeah, and so now I've and so now I've got my and it's like and I'm like I still want a mountain bike, so I'm like, what am I what am I going to get myself into? 
And those and those things like have actual things that can break on them. Yeah, I'm lucky that my boyfriend is a former bike shop owner in that respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not to to put any stereotypes about women working on bikes. I've just you know, I'm an okay mechanic, but I don't work on bikes often enough to know all the little intricacies of the tricky things that, you know, are on mounted bikes. So, you know, whereas I could struggle through it in five hours, it's much easier for him to take 20 minutes to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, though. It's not, I don't don't feel like it's that gendered at all. I mean, I, 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 um, I for me, I just don't have, like, the patience and attention to detail. No, I don't either. And also the, necessary. like, the technical things, like, I'll learn them, and then the problem is, like, I'm not working in a shop anymore, so I'm not repeating them, so the next time I have to do said technical thing, I completely forget how to do it. Well, also with a mountain bike, like, the next time you have to do the technical thing, it's changed. Yes. Also that. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, you take that mountain bike in, and someone's like, oh, no one's been riding these in, like, three years. Uh <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I don't think there's actually uh, anything on my bike that I can fix at the moment. It's like, can't bleed my own brakes, uh, can't really do anything to my disc wheels, or, yeah, it's just, yep, yep. If anything breaks, I'm fucked, unless someone can fix it for me. (laughs) Oh, the brake, the brake bleeding is so, oh man, I I learned the hard way, like, a few years ago that if you squeeze the brake lever when your wheel isn't on the bike, that like you're super screwed. Yep. I do know that one. Oh, that one I'm 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 aware of, but But I was like, who came up with this system? <laughs> <laughs> this makes no sense. Hydraulics. Ah, uh, I think it's the self-adjusting element. Yeah, it's the worst. Oh man. Uh yeah. Okay. Just check it in on that. I have I've been needing to like cut the steer tube on my B bike since I got it and I still haven't gotten it. <laughs> Because I gotta bring it to a shop. Like, I don't have, like, the goofy little pipe cutter guide thing. Ah, I'm, yeah, like, I'm not gonna... Does. I'm not gonna freehand it! Oh, we have a super slick no way. setup at my house with the, uh... For cutting steer tubes. So we have, like, the guide tool, and we have, like, the hacksaw. And then what we do is we take the central back and set it up so it's next to the piece being cut. So we're not breathing in carbon dust. Oh, yeah, that's Yep, nice. it's super fancy. No one else would have thought of that's that. That's pretty... That's pretty good. That's uh, well, that's like uh, building trade tricks of the industry. Yep. I cannot take credit for good. said design, though. Yeah, oh, well, you got a central house vacuum. Oh yeah, it works like crap too. Oh, well, yeah, of course. It, those, those things are terrible. <laughs> All right, well, I feel like we've uh, filled fifty-three minutes with jibber jabber. <laughs> I don't know with jibber jabber. <laughs> <laughs> I I should have I should have brought myself up like more bourbon before we got started, because I'm I don't know I'm not even finished with my bourbon. What I know I've been. But did you start with like Did you start with like a twenty ounce glass or something? Like <laughs> no, <laughs> I have my small glass of bullet. I'm not drinking from the bottle. I promise. Today, <laughs> okay. Today. Today, today we are civilized. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a much you made a much classier choice than I did. I've got I, I've been drinking my Benchmark <laughs> Old Number Eight, which is like it's one of those like liter and a half bottles for I don't know twenty bucks or something or twenty five dollars. Pretty good. 
Good Are stuff. you drinking it straight from the bottle? I'm not. It has one of those look aerators on it, so I feel like it wouldn't work that well. It's also really big. Like it's a big bottle. <laughs> so it's a two hander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a two hander. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, yeah, it doesn't doesn't work out so well. I thought I I thought I'd poured myself too much and I was like totally wrong. But hey, whatever. I can afford to be wrong. Got most of the way to the end. Uh, anything else happening, guys? I, we we should talk about winter next time, and I don't know, doing winter. It's things. here. Winter is here. It is. It is here. Is it actually going to be cold this? I winter? mean, it's you know? cold now. Is that not a thing? Yeah, I mean, for I mean, it's not that cold. Yeah, it's yet. cold. It was like twenty eight degrees think... this morning. Ugh. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm never ready. I, I'm never ready. I got, I don't know, I got soft while I was in Tennessee. And even those even those winters were too cold. And and now I'm back in the Northeast, and I'm just like, why? Man, you should move down to Florida. Uh, uh, I'd, no, I'd have to live in Florida. Right, that's the trade-off. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't want to have to... Sorry, sorry, Florida. <laughs> no offense. I'm not sorry. Hey, Stephen... Stephen Stephen Hyde is from Florida. I know, but I mean, like so, you know, some uh, good things can come out of Florida. It doesn't mean Florida itself is good. That's true. Florida, you know, Florida has like Stephen Hyde on the one hand, but on the other hand, it has uh, a lot of alligators. Yeah, I was pythons. just about to say that it has alligators. Burmese, Fuck alligators. Uh, Burmese, Burmese pythons. They're they're a menace. They're they're eating all of the wildlife in the Everglades. Yeah, but they don't like necessarily actively hunt humans. Alligators do that. I, maybe not. I, don't know. I mean, if I were an alligator, I would too. I mean, they're opportunistic. I'm not saying they're going in people's <laughs> houses. I'm saying if you live next to a body of water and you go down there every day, alligators going to take advantage. Yeah, they do like the crocodile thing of lying and waiting. Yeah, that, I, I might be incorrect on that. That and... may just be crocodiles because I know crocodiles do that. They are smart enough that they'll be like, oh, this person washes their clothes down at the river every day. On uh, It's Monday. If they keep doing this uh, up to Thursday, I will have myself a snack. I don't know why you guys are differentiating. Alligators and crocodiles are the same thing. They're genetically different. <laughs> They're both American murder logs. Wait, wait. Crocodiles... No, crocodiles aren't, Amer- aren't American. They're both murder logs. They are both murder logs. I agree with that. <laughs> Full, fully agree. Uh, murder log sounds more like a sounds more like a toilet. Now joke. I just have this like cartoon image of like a log with cartoon crocodile eyes just floating ominously down a river, <laughs> and it <laughs> it comes scary. up to you and it's like aha! Now I've got you, and then it's like oh damn it! I'm rolling over. My eyes are underwater. No. <laughs> oh, poor poor alligator. Or is it a crocodile? It's a log, know. Greg. It's, it's a, a log. log. It's a it's tooth just a log. log. <laughs> this is, I don't know. This is something that's kind of gross about this. I don't know what it is. I'm uh, not talking about poop here, Greg. God, we are a sophisticated <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm so sophisticated. And and adult, whatever. Poop. I feel like I feel like that's really relevant for bike racing, though. <laughs> oh boy, we're going on a segue. No, I don't think we're going to go right. there. 
<laughs> I don't ride a Segway. <laughs> On that note. Dorky. <laughs> oh, no, I want to tell you guys before we go. Okay, Gio, have you ever seen... Have you ever seen, like, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's, like, a made on, I don't remember if it's, like, a made on TV ad thing or if it's, like, one of the things they sell on the internet now or whatever, but, like, the ads for, like, those Strider bikes where it's, like, um, uh, an elliptical machine but, like, with wheels. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I've seen a guy riding one of those in real life. No. Recently. Uh, really? I did. No. I did. It was, it was, I was, so I thought I was crazy. Um, because a few weeks ago I was going down the bike path, I was going to work, do 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 do, and like there's this guy and he's like walking next to this thing, he's pushing it, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I and I was looked at it as I go by, I was like, that looks like one of those weird stridey things. So I was like, whatever. Ellip- Elliptica. Or I think it was like a stride, the stride bike or whatever. Like they're different. There's like more than one manufacturer of these things, uh. which blows my mind. Like I don't know how I don't know how a market exists uh, that they that you need more than one manufacturer to serve it. But anyway, but I was I was at the bus stop today, which is like at the bottom end of that bike path. I normally go by that the, the bus stop on the way to work, but because um, I'm a broken, ruined shell of a human, I was waiting for the bus. Um, and I see like this thing coming down the hill, and I was like, "That is that guy on like a Segway? Is he on?" Is he on a tricycle? And then I was like, oh my god, it's the same guy and he's riding it. And he'd like take a few strides on his elliptical and then he'd rest. And then he'd take a few, and I, I assume because he was exhausted. <laughs> because uh. <laughs> because that thing, like how is that, I don't know, it just seems like an extremely inefficient use of energy. Like, <laughs> it's like you're standing up and, and you're like going upstairs but it's like a Stairmaster like to go forward. It's like a bicycle kind of has the advantage if you just kind of want to go somewhere and like not get sweaty and like go faster than other people. Of You, you can just sort of chill and sort of turn the pedals over a little bit and, and you go along. And this thing is, it like makes you work. It's not as bad also, though as the, there are those, there are treadmill bikes out there that's like it's sort of like uh, a bike but it's powered by walking on a treadmill. And you're you're on a treadmill outdoors with handlebars yeah so like it's like someone some inventor was like gosh i really like the workout that i get in a treadmill i just wish there was a way i could like get out and see the neighborhood while doing that (laughs) there is there is a way though until they invented that machine yeah i i really like what this treadmill desk is doing for for my health (laughs) let's just move the experience outside and i can like do my business work as I stroll around the neighborhood on my treadmill my mobile <laughs> treadmill desk uh, it's doing wonders for my social life <laughs> America it, it's America's shit is fucked up yep. we, try, hey, we try we America <laughs> we try and usually fail most often yep most often alright um, is is that actually enough pitter patter? Yep. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm all pattered I'm, out. I'm tired. Yep, I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's been a long day of hobbling around. Y'all did a good job tonight. You did good, good. Well, Matteo, I'm really proud of you. You hung in there. You hung tough. You did some good jibber jabber. <laughs> yeah, you did some good. You you did some good moving your mouth hole, pushing air out of it. 
pretty pleased. Pushing air out of the old happened. mouth hole. You too, Francis. You too, Francis. <laughs> All right, guys. So this has been the Honest Bicycle Program. Oh, hey, uh, we're on the Honest. Uh, we're on the Wide Angle. Oh man, we're on something. We're on the Wide Angle Podium Network, by the way. Um, head on over to WideAnglePodium.com and become a member. WideAnglePodium.com/slash/donate. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And I've been Greg. I've been Francis. And I've been Matteo. And we will catch you next time for I don't know some kind of holiday themed spectacular cabin in the woods kind of excitement next time. Slenderman. So, oh god. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good night.